Tuesday. I'm Drew Berkowitz. This is my show. Dan, glad to be with you. Tom Disco in studio. Everyone here, the whole gang. We're all thrilled to be doing this Tuesday night. Uh, lots to get to, as usual. It's only Tuesday. It feels like it's Wednesday or Thursday already. No, everybody hates Tuesday, bro. Everybody does. Just it's, another manic Tuesday, right? That's the. They tried song. to give a Taco Tuesday to like have like, something to it. Love Taco it, Tuesday. It, it yeah. only it just rhymes. That's it. Oh hey, looks like we're going into absurdity <laughs> right now. Say, it sounds like we're going somewhere. Not it's, you're a peak too soon. Or sorry, going sorry, yeah, sorry. It's Thursday. Um, no, it's Tuesday. Lot, lots going on as usual. This world just keeps throwing it at us. So we're gonna get into all of it. Reminder though, to go to drewberkwist.locals.com. Use promo code Drew30. Get a month free for Coin Club. Then once that month is done, you stick around or you don't. It's your call. But it'll be half of what it used to be um, on the previous platform. So, so go check that out. You'll get a challenge coin sent. You'll get access to booze and banter before the show, free content, other free, uh, other premium content, I should say, um, automatic entry into content, all sorts of stuff, all sorts of reasons to do it. It also just supports the show. So we appreciate you doing that. Head on over. You can see it there on the screen. Again, it's drewberkwist.locals.com, or you can click the red button if you're, you know, well, you are watching on Rumble right below the player. Um, so click that red button. It'll take you there as well. Don't forget to use promo code Drew30. That's going to help get you that first month for free as you adjust anything else that you're going to adjust in the background there. Okay, let's get into it because we got a lot. We got climate change absurdity, a possible John Kerry fart, which is also a threat to climate change. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've got some more Iran news. Jake Sullivan's got a take on it. Of course he does. Liz Cheney had an interesting... I say interesting, I mean foolish take on Trump. Probably no surprise there. James Comer dumped out some new information on the Biden family. Jen Psaki went after Trump for stuff that the Democrats are doing. And then there was this peculiar explosion in Arlington, Virginia. We'll talk about all of that and more. Let's get into it here in the news cruise. So we start with some somber news first, particularly for Tom Cunningham. North Dakota Governor <laughs> Doug Burgum has He's like, don't, don't, dropped don't out. Don't say race. it. Say it. It's so dumb. <laughs> he is no longer running for president, suspended his bid uh, for the 2024 presidency. You can see the, the tweet there from Insider Paper. Tom, how you doing? I'm doing okay, but you know what? I, I, I got to say, I'm not surprised. When he snubbed us at the, uh, for an interview at the first debate, it just went downhill from there. In fairness, every candidate snubbed us. But <laughs> well, but but I mean, and that was even. I mean, we heard from the other campaigns, though. We did talk. Yeah, to the other he campaigns. just he, work he, he totally blanked us, yeah. and that was before he Tours messed up towards Achilles. Yeah. Achilles. Yeah. yeah. So. My question is, was it Doug that couldn't handle politics, this part of politics, or was it his eyebrows? That's my question. His eyebrows are fantastic. Well, I he, very, he actually, he, he really had some good debates. He had some good things. He, obviously, he was never going to win. He had essentially zero shot. But, but he, I mean, he, you know, he had a couple, couple strong performances at the debates. So he didn't get much attention at them either, but... 
He didn't get any attention and he didn't get any support from the RNC because he would not go hard to the hoop against Trump. Right. This whole process that that Rhoda McDaniel is is set up here is is single minded. And that is keep Trump out of the White House. Yeah. And people like Burgum, who I think, you know, no matter no matter what you think about his, you know, candidacy, lack of name recognition or whatever, he made up he, he brought up some salient points in his debates when he was allowed on stage. And to keep, you know, fat ass Chris Christie up there just shows how corrupt the Republican Party is at this point. When it, when it comes to pushing their candidate, yeah. you know the the next shoe to drop is going to be Ron DeSantis because they've all circled the wagons around Nikki Haley and they're pushing him for pushing her forward. This is all predetermined. Oh. It's just a corrupt shit show that the RNC is running. Could you imagine if it was a Trump Burgum ticket at the end of the race here? Yes, man. I, I don't see it happening, but that would, that would be something. Hey, he, he didn't go after him, so, I mean, come on. He's got someone on he his didn't. side. He so. didn't. But, gonna... again, no name recognition. <laughs> Even after being in some of the debates, people are still like, Doug who? Unless they're from Burgum? North Dakota. Doug Burgum? How about Trump Haley? No. You like that ticket? No. <laughs> it, it would never happen. Yeah, the RNC probably wouldn't allow it. It actually would probably work. Because you you but in terms of the voting base, but it but it, I don't like it. It's not and it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But they have they they we've talked about. It. They rallied around Nikki Haley, no doubt. <clears throat> DeSantis had all the wasta going in. It's just not there. It's just not there. And, and I'm not like a lot of other people who are miserable souls on Twitter who are celebrating that and always throwing around insults to you know DeSantis or Trump or vice versa. I think he's a good dude. I think he's a good guy. Wasn't his time. They they didn't do a great job with their campaign, and the RNC chose their princess because they think that she's a brown girl. And yeah, they're going and, with and it. like all you know, Republicans who are afraid of being called racist, they have to circle around and say, "Hey, look, we're not racist," which most Republicans aren't anyway. So this natural desire to say that you're not racist makes me kind of question Rhoda and the rest of the rhinos if you really are, just like the Democrat Party. What's the What's the thing with Rhoda? I was just—it's the only name that I could come, come up, up with. with to, okay, no, I to just demean her name. <laughs> I was just curious if there was. Because I think, you know, Valerie Harper was a very attractive woman, and I did like the TV show Rhoda. Okay. Okay. There, there it is. Uh, let's pivot to <laughs> Corrine Jean-Pierre. We've got a couple clips from her. She was really into green this week, apparently. Different shades of green. It's a wrong month. Yeah. It, well, and, and it's just kind of a... I mean, look, I'm... If she had, like, a red bow on or something, I feel like it would be Christmas. I, it, 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 but this is, like, Irish. Like, she's... It's weird. It's weird. You'll you'll get a you'll you'll see what we're talking about here in a second. But she was asked the first clip we've got. <clears throat> she was asked about the White House, this administration, working with social media platforms to censor speech they don't like. We've heard lots about that, right? Hate speech, all all these these terms that they make up, and of course get to define. They get to, to tell you what the left and right limits are. <laughs> but they they were. She was asked about. Where, where things stood with that in terms of the White House. And she, of course, had no response. Notice, too, though, how she says, let me be clear about this, and then says nothing. Take a listen. 
the online censorship question. Uh, last week, the House Judiciary Committee subpoenaed Rob Flaherty um, about the efforts to influence social media moderation. Um, is the White House going to seek to block that testimony? Um, and is there any reconsideration by the White House um, or regrets about the past flagging of social media content for removal? So I'm just going to uh, be, um, be very clear here. My colleagues at the White House Counsel's Office has already addressed this, so I would have to refer you to them. I'm just not, I don't have anything to add specifically on this. So nothing, no response. Let me be clear, I'm gonna, I, I wanna tell you a straight answer. I got nothing, talk to those people. That's always what her, I mean, literally, her and Jen Psaki both, her predecessor. We got a clip of her later today too. I've never heard someone refer other people, refer the press corps to other people so often. They have zero answers. And it's not to make it all about Kaylee McEnany or anything like that. I know we all love and adore Kaylee. But Kaylee answered every damn question with, with, with facts and some piss and vinegar usually too, which was amazing. It, but <clears throat> this, this, this is a big issue, a big deal the White House and the government getting involved in censorship on social media where people are supposed to have a voice, even if the voice is different than yours, and they won't, they, they will not answer. If you wanted to get some, obviously they would never do this, but if you want to get some people behind you, because no one supports this administration right now, not even a lot of people on the left, you, you, would, you would take some opportunities every now and again to say we're going to do the right thing, even though you're probably not, but but on a big issue like this, you won't even commit to being like, you know what, we shouldn't have done that. That's wrong. That should not exist. We're 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 gonna cease that policy. It's you need to talk to them. I don't know. We're still gonna do it. I mean, that, that's uh, to me, it's just an opportunity. When a snake shows you that they're a snake, you have to you have to acknowledge that they're a snake. Right. And that's what a lot of times what the left does and the right is just complicit in, in not fighting back or pushing back against whatever they do is the left will go so hard to the hoop toward communism that even if they do start to walk it back, it's already pushed out there. Right. And so whatever is walked back just a little bit seems like a victory, but it's not because they've gotten the goal that they set out to achieve. And, and this, they're, they're coming right out and telling you that we're going to censor free speech and there's nothing you, we, you can do about it. And for a lot of people, half the population will be, okay, I guess I'll, you know, go along. The, the, the trap that people on the right are falling into is, is I know this is a hard thing to grasp, but the political class hates you. They want to destroy you, and they want to take over the country and federalize everything. Right. And it especially the left. They're, they're showing you exactly who they are. And the disconnect. People are, oh, this is just politics. You know, the left are, you know, they're always the good guys. They're in it for the little guy. And wake up, man. They're not for the little guy. They're for themselves. They're using you and saying that they are for the little. They're using you. They're replacing you with a whole new set of little guys. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you've been demoted. Yeah. And, and people in, in in Chicago, New York, it, it, you know, especially in uh, minority neighborhoods 
are the ones feeling it right off the bat right now who are going, what the hell is going on? Right. And it's like, hey, guess what? We have found a new surf class. So you're being pushed aside because we are having a demographic shift in this country. And people who are American, and especially minority Americans, you are, are going, you're going away because yeah. your citizenship does not matter anymore because the left has brought in a new class that care, the more, uh, uh, a class that depends on the government. And that's what they want. They need government dependence. And so if you're a minor, an American minority, and they, they don't have any time for you. Well, and I don't know how anyone can look with a, with a right mind, which is, is part of the issue. There's a lot of people who don't have that straight face, whatever. Look around, look at the situation right now, and not see that there's a population shift happening. It's, I mean, it's clear as day, the, the border being the most glaringly obvious thing and tool that they're using for that. But of course there is. There's no way that there couldn't be with, with all of that happening. You look at the, the copious amount, the amounts are laughable, they're so big, coming in. There's, there's no way, and you can, you, can, you can argue as to, uh, there's a fair argument as to why that's happening, what their, their thoughts and, and strategy is behind it. And you could have a different take than we do here, and that's fine. But everyone should be able to agree that the populace is being overhauled and overturned. It's, 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 it is looking different, and it's going to look different. If you're flying anywhere for Christmas, pay attention to the airport. I'm telling you right now, you're going to be amazed. The groups of men between four, five, six— you know, from Mexico, Guatemala, Central America. I mean, you can always tell the Guatemalans because they're about this tall. There, you just see these massive groups of these dudes with backpacks. They're all pretty much dressed the same: jeans, tennis shoes, some kind of a plaid shirt, and uh, and they're going to be carrying a Manila envelope with them. And they're just groups, clusters of them everywhere in these airports. I, I'm floored by the amounts that I've seen just, you know, building up over this, the course of this year. Hmm. Yeah, I was watching, I think it was, it was the Today Show, but it was yesterday. They're like, oh, we have a border crisis. They're showing all the footage of the immigrants coming over and all that stuff. And, and of course, they're saying this is something they've inherited from the Trump administration, and we're doing their best to try to get to work. But, you know, we need to do closures, but the Republicans, they get these bills, they don't want to pass them that have the closures of the—and it's like, okay, gosh, the, like the, the news is really playing with gasoline on fire here. This is fantastic. I love it, because you're sitting there going, they're just spewing lies. And then next story over, they talk about Gaza and all this stuff. Like, yeah, this is something that we inherited from the Trump administration, and if we continue to do this and we get him in office, this is just going to keep going up and up. And everyone is eating it, taking it in. Well, of course and they just, are. Well, they're loving it. Because people think that that show is safe. And, yeah. oh, this is just an easy, casual way to start my day. No, it's not. You're getting fed trash by awful humans right off the bat who are, of course, blaming it on Trump, which is categorically absurd. Even if that was true in year one, which it's not, you can't say that in year three anymore. Yeah. Like, I mean, okay, you've had three years. If the border was an issue under Trump, again, it was not, then you have, have had plenty of time to fix it. Yeah. Plenty of time. Well, I mean, this, this whole thing, the whole immigration situation, the flood of illegal aliens, the open borders, whatever you want to call it, it is a diabolical plot. It has multi, multiple layers to it. One 
is open up the borders, let everybody in, let Border Patrol agents do processing. Then you have the media, and the media says, oh, there's no border crisis. Oh, isn't this mean what Greg Abbott is doing with these barriers inside the Rio Grande River and in other places? And then, pile on top of that, you have shipbirds like KJP and other represent Medorcas telling people that there is no border crisis, but also saying about white nationalism. So if you that's the trap that everybody's falling into right now, is the fact that what they're trying to do is weaponize this white nationalism and, you know, and hanging around people who are bringing up that there's a border crisis. So if you say there's a border crisis happening, they oh, you're a white Christian nationalist. Of course, you're, you know, you're a damn racist. And it's like, no, we just think that, you know, letting illegal aliens from 146 countries from around the world who aren't medically screened, haven't been vetted, is a bad idea for any country. Yeah. To be overrun like this. Right. It has nothing to do with white Christian nationalism. It has everything to do with keeping a sovereign nation. Yeah. And Period. End of story. And, and if and you have people say all the time, it's all these innocent families coming or they're trying to seek asylum. It's all dudes. It's all dudes. <laughs> show me for the, then when you're there on a live feed and you're at the border and you're seeing it, show me those kids. But you don't because they're not there. It's all... Army age fighting men coming from all these different countries. They're all coming over. Military age males. Yeah. 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 And the kids that are sorry. Army, Army age <laughs> military. You knew what I meant. I knew ah. what I meant. <laughs> the, sounds- the kids that are coming over are being trafficked. Yeah. So yeah. they're going to the global elites for their sacrifice. Right. Exactly. And so even when you do see them, it's not. Oh, that's not that. That's, that's not that kid's parents. That's no. that's the the coyote or the person who's taking them over. It, it, absolutely. It's it's all just. All, but you bring up white Christian nationalism there. So let's skip ahead a couple clips and we'll come back to KJP because you had James Carver who, who, who said in a sit down with Bill Maher that I think it was with Bill Maher that Christians and, and nationalists are a bigger threat than Al Qaeda. Take a listen. Well, first of all, I don't think he can hold his party together. Second of all, you're exactly right. Mike Johnson and what he believes is one of the greatest threats we have today to the United States. When I'm talking about I promise you, I know these people. Well, you're talking about Christian nationalism. That's absolutely. About this, is, this is a right. this is a, a bigger threat than Al Qaeda up to this country. They and let me tell you something. They're Speaker of the House. They got probably at least two Supreme Court justices, maybe more. Right? Don't kid yourself. And, and people in the press have no idea who this guy is, how he was formed what the threat is, and this is a fundamental threat to the United States. It is a fundamental threat. They don't believe in the Constitution. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't—I mean, honestly, here's, what's, here's what scares me, though, as is always the case, is you, ha- you heard it in the audience there. People buy into that kind of feisty bullshit rhetoric that Christians are a threat, you would know. That gun owners are a threat, which he didn't say there. You would know that white nationalists, that people who love this country are a threat. No, no, they're just not. The only reason there's ever the word threat connected with any of those people is because of you guys who are purposefully trying to do that, to, to smear that, smear that group of which we are all among. It, 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 it's just terrifying to me 
that people hear that and they're like, oh my gosh, the Speaker of the House is awful. Oh my gosh, this person is. The people who support them, Republican voters in general, horrible people, worse than Al-Qaeda. James Carville is a nasty man and has done more to divide this country than just about any other citizen of the United States. And he's a, he's a disgrace to the Marine Corps. I would be very upset if I was a former Marine or active Marine and seeing this asshole and the shit that comes out of his filthy man-pleaser, he is just a repugnant piece of shit. That said, it, going back to what you're saying, okay, let's take a look. Let's look at all the white Christian nationalists who have committed crimes, and then let's look at all the people that James Carville, with his type of rhetoric from the left and the crimes they've committed. I can think of the Nashville shooter, the, the Trans-Tifa shooter in Louisville, Kentucky. I can think of the, the, the white dude who hates white people and guns who went on a shooting spree, killed five people in Louisville, Kentucky. So until, you know, I, until I see actual proof what James Carville is saying is just ridiculous because it's not based in any fact. He's just making it up. He's making straw man arguments, and he knows exactly what he's doing. He's a liar. He's always been a liar. Right. He's a disgrace. It, it, I, 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 I could keep going back to the Marine Corps. Marine, the, uh, every former Marine that I know and active duty Marines have courage and integrity and honor. That man has none of it. And we'll never have any of it. He sold it a long time ago when he got in bed with the Clintons and started drinking adrenochrome. Well, <laughs> let's, let's I don't leave, know about the adrenochrome. Let's leave that term out. But yeah, I mean, no, he is. I mean, but but that, again, that's the point is he knows he's full of shit. He actually probably does believe his own lies now, but it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That, that And that is the biggest problem we face. Everyone... Everyone talks all the time, and we say this in the show, but like everyone talks about, okay, this is the biggest issue. That's the biggest issue. The, here's the deal, guys. The biggest issue is how dumb our populace is. Because you, you, everyone's been taken advantage of. Everyone's bought into all this nonsense forever just by hearing arguments like that. Oh, I mean, that's why you have white, white shame. You have people who are ashamed to be American. Oh my gosh, we're colonizers, we're this. Oh my gosh, we're not the greatest country on the planet. I can't believe I was born here. Well, you don't have to stay. But, but, that, but that is our, big, our biggest issue is us. People just listen to this. They listen to Joe, they listen to KJP. Well, clearly she's in a position of authority and interest. You know, she's got the, she's got the receipts for everything, so she would never lie. Joe Biden would never lie or shower with his daughter. Like, I mean, like... How many, how many videos have we played on this show uh, of churches around the country, in the United States, with gay flags, with having, you know, pride days at their church? If white Christian nationalism was on the rise, you would see none of that. Pretty much every Episcopal church that I've ever seen across the United States has a gay flag or a BLM something or other yeah. that, that, that they're promoting. So this idea that somehow churches and Christians aren't receptive to, you know, mainstreaming, you know, welcoming gay people into their churches or, you know, people of color into their churches is absolutely ludicrous. They've gone, they've bent over backwards. You've got the Pope now saying that trans people can be baptized.
it, that would be the exact if if what Carvel shitface is saying were true, do you see the Pope come out and say this is a sin? We're not having it. Don't even think about setting foot inside a church. They would go that radical and hard to the hoop, but they're not. Right. Well, no one does. And those churches who are doing that, obviously, totally in the wrong. Not not in terms of embracing people and letting them in, but the ones that are flying flags and hosting events and stuff like that. But but. But it just, but it, it, that, that's all, again, it, it comes back to that's all they have to do is they can literally just say all conservatives are crazy Christians, all conservative, of course, they hate Christianity, hate God. They're all crazy Christians. You, they, they're all, they all believe in blah, blah, blah. They all, every one of them was on January 6th and they were responsible, not the people who planned it. Yeah. But all they have to do is say it. And that's, mm. what's so exhausting. Well, like you can you can listen to it and any reasonable person will be like, well, that's not true. But there's not that many in that reasonable person category. Right. It's confirmation bias. People on the left and also people on the right have their own proclivity of what they believe. And so when you see somebody espousing what you believe, then you're like, oh, yeah, they're, they're totally right. Instead of taking a step back and going, you know what, even though I think, you know, you're on my side, you're full of shit. Yeah. You know, we do it all the time with people on the right when, when they say stuff that just isn't true. Yeah. You know, but for a lot of people on the left, you know, we talk about this all the time. The left for, I would say, a great majority of Democrats have substituted government for God and it becomes their religion. And there is nothing that they're going to do to to admit that their religion is wrong. It's just like the COVID vax. I mean, how many leftists do you know who have said, yeah, you know, the vaccine, yeah, it didn't work. You right. know, it, it was a mistake making people take, you know, uh, an experimental an experimental drug. Yeah, you don't have that many of those. Yeah. They're going to double and triple and quadruple down on it because they would rather never have to say that they're wrong than admit that people on the center and the right were correct. Yep. This is this is why I don't like anyone. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, honestly, and and that's what pisses me off. I mean, because because they get away with this lazy rhetoric that's not true, and then everyone assumes the worst about all of us too. I mean, they do. Oh, Drew, Drew, you're a conservative. You're a far right. You're alt right. You're like Alex Jones. You're like this person. Like, no, I I don't like any of those people. Like, come listen to the show. We pick on everyone. We stand up for this. We pick on Trump too, and we like Trump. We pick. I mean, we just. But I, I hate, I hate putting, and, and, and we're guilty of it sometimes too, but I hate just throwing people in categories and it's, you're this or you're that. It's like, no, there's, there's, there's a lot of in between there. Just like when you see people who just go off the chain on some, it's like, bro, you skipped like 12 steps of anger. You, you, you went right to murder. Like you, you, right. you, you got to slow your roll. Yeah, but I would say the people that we corner into those pockets have shown the receipts as to why they deserve. 100%. No, to I be, think it's fair. Yeah. The people we pick yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, there are lizard people and shapeshifters. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's not. Um, and they live. They live inside the earth that's inside the earth. They like actually this. come from the rainforest that's in Antarctica. If we want to get technical about it. <clears throat> Yeah, there's an opening there that goes to the inner earth. You've yes, seen it, haven't you, Disco? Yeah. Drew? Drew, no. I, you need to start watching some of the films that I've been having my catalog. I just like to have a 
some kind of fighting chance of a conversation with Tom, so I read up on these things. <laughs> but I, I have found that me just scratching the surface thing in is enough is not enough for Tom. Tom's, he's got the encyclopedia on it. You got to go deep, so. bro. <laughs> and we know that you have. We know that you have. The whole world at this point knows that you have. Uh, okay, let's go back to KJP, who, who you know, we talked, yes, I think it was yesterday, the day before. Uh, well, I guess it was yesterday because it's only Tuesday, uh, about climate change. And she says that, that Biden and this administration is turbocharging mm. the response to climate change. Take a listen. This weekend, during COP28, the Biden-Harris administration announced the Environmental Protection Agency's final standards to sharply reduce methane emissions from oil and gas operations. This rule advances the president's historic climate agenda, will prevent 1.5 billion metric tons of greenhouse gas emissions, and deliver billions of dollars in health and economic benefits. Under the president's leadership, the U.S. is turbocharging the speed and scale of climate action, both at home and abroad, including our collective efforts to tackle super pollutants like methane. Sharp cuts in methane emissions are among the most critical actions the United States can take in the short term to slow the rate of climate change. President Biden also led and delivered the most ambitious climate agenda ever, and the president will continue to treat climate change as the existential threat that it is. It, existential threat. Who would have thought it would have been that easy? Do we have a turbocharge for this? We do. Let's turn it on. You know what? Whenever she says co uh, climate change, just insert communism because that's what she means. You right. know, the, climate change is just is the guy's. It's form. top cover. It's yeah. the WMD. You know, climate change to the left is WMD as it was, or, or you know, terrorism was to the right. Yeah. No, WMD is a good—it's it, the justification. Yeah. It, it, it provides that top cover to, to do this. And what's concerning is, is one, you, there's lots that's concerning there, but you hear the existential threat. Again, keep in mind, most of the audience, most of the people who consume news are dumb. So you, they wouldn't use a word like that if it wasn't a big deal. Right. So they get on board. <clears throat> Again, but, what's going to happen with AI when they determine that climate change is an existential threat when you have these shit-lib communists writing the code for it? We're all eliminated. Yeah. No, that's that. It, 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 absolutely. It's a scary thought. But you, you hear turbocharging. You hear the most ambitious climate change plan, but, but particularly turbocharging— and particularly the term, we're, we're about to put a lot of things into action. That should be very concerning because like Tom was saying, this has never been about climate change. If climate change was real, we would have known a long, long time ago. But this has always been about manipulating the message, rebranding it when necessary to ensure that they get more control, government gets more control, you get less, and it, it's just more of the us versus them nonsense. But them taking action, this is going to be the thing. And you hear World Economic Forum, w Health, uh, everyone, WHO. Sorry, I couldn't get that out. You hear everyone talking about how this is that and how we've got to start shaping policies. The UN talks. I mean, all these people, you know that there's going to be action. And yes. you know that we're all going to get dicked over <laughs> by said action. So uh, you hear this increased rhetoric. And obviously, they just had COP28, so it's— it's at the forefront of everyone's conversation. I get that. 
But even when they're not having that event, there's always summits on this. There's always people talking about it. And we are. We're seeing, I know we reference it a lot, but no, you know, no more gas stoves in New York in buildings moving forward. Gas-operated lawn equipment in California. All this stuff is starting to happen here. It's, it's freaking crazy. Didn't AOC want to get all the air conditioning units out of buildings? And, she, stuff like and that she wanted to overhaul. Yeah, yeah retrofit build, everything. Yeah, everything, which <laughs> I'll never forget that Green New Deal. That was such a treasure trove. I wish we still had the crayon drawn that we made of it. We have it. The Inflation Reduction Act. <laughs> we do. We, we do. But like The most significant piece of green legislation ever passed that Biden keeps touting. No, absolutely. That was. There, there are some parts that she had in there, though, that aren't in that. Yeah. That were just hilarious. Like, adorable. Like, you're so mentally challenged that you think this is even possible. Diapers on cows. Well, you have so many people who, like, when you say, when I say, a lot of people question what I say because of my, you know, bent of my allegiance to my community. You don't say. <laughs> no. They, whenever I say something, you know, this is happening, it, it, it always becomes, no, it's not. You know, you always talk about this, you know, change that's happening. I'm like, look, it's incremental. And it's done in such a way where it's all conditioning. Just look at when you go to the airport. I reference the airport because, to me, it's a microcosm of the type of, of uh, control that the government wants over you. You know, you have to present your ID. You have, Now they have uh, a camera that, you know, every so often a random security check comes up where they take your picture. It's just boarding a domestic flight. And then we're conditioned to take off our shoes. It, you know, put all our shit through the x-ray machine. The only thing that's changed is now we don't have to, you know, take our computer, our laptops out of our bags. At most places. It depends yeah, on what scanner they have, yeah. At most places. I do, I do like that. That's... Mm -hmm. Right, but we're... We were told after 9-11, okay, yeah, we're going to enhance the security, thinking that, well, you know, and they kept saying this is the new normal. And it's like, okay, this may be the new normal, but it's now it's just conditioning. So if it's to get us to the point where, you know, once we get, you know, the digital dollar, once we get, you know, all of our Vax info on our phones and just to be able to like, you know, as we're walking down the street, if the police contact you, you know, you have to put up your hands and let them, you know, take a look at everything that you have so you can go on. It's all conditioning to take away all of our privacy. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I was going to say, we talked about, I think it was a month ago, about the thing to put in your hand to, like, buy your groceries and stuff. Remember? It was like a chip or whatever. Right. I know those. Are, yeah. Well, it was like, oh, in my head, we talked about, like, oh, that's far from us or whatever. No. Whole Foods down the road has it, and it's just like put your wrist here. I'm like, <laughs> like, like the person's like, you can pay with your wrist. I'm like, I don't have that in my wrist. And she looked at me like I was crazy. You know, I was like, yeah, I, I was in there too. And I'm like, no fucking way, man. There is no way that <laughs> it's like credit card scanner, wrist scanner. It's like they're right next to each other. Like it's <laughs> not happening. Yeah. Not up in here. Not up in here. <laughs> I do like the fact, though, that the times that I've been to the airport and they've taken my picture and whatever, for whatever reason, you know, whatever code that they have, sometimes my face doesn't match, 
you know how I looked previously. So it doesn't. I, yeah, so I I'm always not always, but a lot of times ask for my ID to prove to who I am because they don't the 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 computer itself the algorithms aren't picking up that it's me. So sure. I kind of feel good about that. Okay, you're a shapeshifter. <laughs> yeah, well, it is. I, mean, I could be. I'm telling you. I mean, all that. I mean, that's the the facial recognition stuff. The pictures. The pictures are newer for. For most places but <clears throat> all that stuff's really freaking hard for espionage i can tell you that much yeah it's it, it, moving moving in and out of places is, is but it's all about control you know the next step is your carbon footprint and how many carbon credits that you've used in a month that's why we see you know it, it's under the guise of this is keeping us safe from terrorists it's not it's to build and collect data and information on you and especially with these new aggressive climate change uh things that they're they're going through it's all a part of it yeah no i agree it's all about control there's no I, i'm not disputing that <clears throat> whatsoever it's yeah you're right i don't see how if you're a spy how you're gonna be able to get away with anything it's it's really hard it's i mean i i'm not in that game anymore but but the um all right, let's move on. Let's stay. Let's wrap up climate change, and we're going to do it with our climate change czar, hmm. the oh-so-important John Kerry, who I know. There's a lot of debate going on around the internet right now about this. A lot of of questioning whether or not he farts midway through this response while on the <laughs> microphone. I'm going to let you guys decide. I will just say this. <clears throat> Pay attention to the chick sitting next to him and her response right after hearing the noise. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's, let's have a listen. It's about midway through this clip. We ought to be transitioning out of coal. There shouldn't be any more coal-fired power plants permitted anywhere in the world. That's how you can do something for health. And the reality is that we're not doing it. So, um, you know, the measure here is, is really uh, sounding the alarm bell. I find myself getting more and more militant because I do not understand how adults who are in position of responsibility can be avoiding responsibility for taking away those things that are killing people on a daily basis. And, and the reality is that um, the climate crisis and the health crisis are one and the same. So not middle, towards the end. I for, I'd watched different versions uh, that came in at different points. What if but it was her? That's why she reacted. I don't know. Let's let's but let's listen again because it was subtle there. It was a yeah. There's yeah. I mean there's definitely some gas that was there was some methane that KJP just said was a huge threat. Exit someone's body. Exiting someone's butthole. Yeah. Responsibility for taking away those things that are killing people on a daily basis. And, and the oh, reality yeah. is that Those little blurbles. Um, the climate crisis and the health crisis are one. And She's trying not to laugh. I, I, that's why I'm thinking, like, was it her being like, oh, man, did they hear that? Or was it him? I don't On know. On a daily basis. And, and the reality is that um, the climate crisis. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Internet on this one and be like, that was him. You know, he. It was wet. It was. It, it huh? slipped out, and huh? and that was the. Did I just hear what I thought I heard? Oh goodness! Did anyone else? Okay, never mind. Now maybe it was her. 
At which point, kudos to her, man. Let it out. <laughs> Again, but it'd still be, did anyone else hear that? Like, I mean, it was, yeah. that was a fart reaction. Who yeah. did it? It was a fart. <coughs> we'll just have to go back to the it old was a adage. fart reaction, and it was a fart noise. Yeah, yeah. well, the old adage, whoever smelt it dealt it, so. The one who denied it. The crimes. Oh, I thought it was whoever denied it supplied it. Mm. Yeah. Well, when he says, I'm getting more and more militant, that should scare everybody because yes. what yeah. does that mean? That right. means when someone becomes militant, then that force is the next logical step. Well, and, and, and you, take, you take what KJP said about the, this administration taking, about to take more action, Kerry being more militant. And then you look at how this, this government, particularly the left, but really just the uniparty as a whole— how they operate and how they will say, we have a constitution, you have rights, but here's the deal. We think that you're not getting this, so we're going to suspend them on this particular issue. You've got, you can still go to the grocery store and do all the other crap you do, but we've got to, we've got to take freedom from you on this particular issue because you're not getting it, and we have to accomplish what we've set out to accomplish. They've done that right. in our country in the last several years here. Obviously, COVID being the best example, to think that it's not going to come on climate change as they ramp up and ramp up and ramp up their rhetoric, especially since they know that they have failed. They succeeded in COVID, no, no two ways, but, but it also woke a lot of people up. They failed on a lot of issues and not gotten as much control and power as they want in certain areas. So they've got to get it somewhere. Where can they get everyone? Climate change. Do you want the planet to exist? Then you got to listen to us. Uh, it, it's, it's coming. It's going to be terrifying. And it's going it, to, at first, as it always is, it's going to be subtle. And people are going to fall for it. Yeah, it's the messaging. Whenever they talk about the greater good or the collective, or my favorite, when it was during COVID, we're all in this together, that's bullshit. They mean all of us are in it together so we can share in the misery while they get to do whatever they want to do. And when I say they, I mean the global elites and politicians. And we saw that. I mean, it, 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 was, it was so glaring during COVID and all these lockdowns where you had Gretchen Whitmer, you know, saying you couldn't go out on your boat, you know, on lakes. And in the meantime, her husband is tooling around Lake Huron or Lake Michigan, whichever one it was. You had J.B. Pritzker's wife going down to Florida to get her hair done. You had... uh, Who would marry that prick? What's that? That who would marry him? Oh, he's well, he's loaded. There's yeah. a lot of people That's that true. would let that fat, sweaty beast crawl up on him for the amount of money that he and his family have. Mm. And Great then, visual. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you had Beetlejuice getting her hair done. You had Pelosi getting hair, her hair done. And all of them saying, well, I have to do it because I'm on camera. You know, I'm the face of this. People at home, the peasants, have to look up to me. Yeah, I'm essential. You're non-essential. Exactly. My favorite was when they would bosh Florida and then AOC, like, gets on camera, totally bashes what Florida's doing. And then the next week, she was on vacation in Florida. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> with her little shit-lib boyfriend or husband or whatever. Have we confirmed? Is she pregnant or not? I, I, we have not. We yeah. haven't gone back. I haven't, I haven't paid attention either. Yeah. But I would think at this point you would You'd start be to able see to more. see yeah. more, yeah. I don't know. We should ask um, uh, our friend there. Um, well, I can't remember her name. It's going to drive Anna. We should ask Anna. Hey, is AOC pregnant? 
I, I can I can shoot her a text. I, yeah. I, I feel like there's better things I could text her about than is AOC pregnant, but we can figure that out. Uh, let's go to, she's gonna be like, seriously? I'll text her, yeah. I got her number, I'll text her that. Don't text her that, please. Uh, okay, so uh, Jake Sullivan says that he, we had the, the, the Houthi attacks, you know, on U.S. warships, uh, the USS Kearney, and then several commercial vessels the other day. Carney says he thinks Iran was behind it. Let's Ooh. take a listen. We are talking about the Houthis here. They're the ones with their finger on the trigger. But that gun, the weapons here are being supplied by Iran. And Iran, we believe, is the ultimate party responsible for this. You don't say. Mm. Dude, this is like, this is so reminiscent of 9-11 and saying, oh, yeah, we clearly see that there's a connection between al-Qaeda and Iraq. <laughs> you yeah. know? It's we got a sharp government, you guys. Really, don't worry. Nothing gets by them. They they got this. What what I've learned over the last twenty five years is whatever anybody from the government says, if something is connected to something, it's not. It's the exact opposite. Yeah. You know, is there? Would I have thought before that? Yeah, probably. You know, Iran is connected to the Houthis and, and you know responsible for. Oh, so you're saying you you're saying you don't think they are in this case. I don't know. I, the, our government lies to us so much that I, I would be. Like, I would be. I'm at the point now where I'm like, nah, I don't think so. Because what I think they're doing, as they've done in the past, is they're they're laying the groundwork for a war against Iran. I think both are true. I think they are doing that for sure. But but I think Iran. I mean, Iran is and historically has been behind the Houthis. But. <clears throat> The, the 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 main point I had was like no shit idiot like of course Iran Iran's behind everything in the region damn near yeah and and I I agree with you I don't trust our government and what they say in a lot but this is like uh, the sky is blue which you can't even say that anymore people are like it's well, dark I mean, it's dark at night it's, yeah <laughs> sun sets in the west <clears throat> but. <clears throat> Anyways, we'll, we'll continue. Disco, this is a clip from your favorite show. Um, we had Liz Cheney, who was <laughs> I, on— the, I watched this this morning, and it is awful. Was on the—you need to—why why are you watching that and giving them ratings? <laughs> I know. I, it, it's my, my, it's very counterculture to what you do for a well, living. Well, no. Well, it's like I'm just watching the news, and, like, I'll be reading it and stuff, and then my wife turns it on. So she just puts it, so it's just on, and I'm just getting other stuff done, and so it's on there. And then I'm listening, and I'm like— you, you you're not believing it. She's like, no. I'm like, okay, good. Like, I don't know why she likes to watch it, but it's geared towards moms. That's what that show is. You look no, at the age difference. Totally I mean, yeah. it is. It's it's indoctrination for yeah. moms. So Liz Cheney was on there, and uh, she she had a take on Trump, which is not different than previous takes. But I just like Al Roker really. I mean, he's awesome. Sorry. <laughs> but but her 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 comments, which you're hearing this from a lot of people. There's a lot of you know you know when the 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 message is repeated that they're that they're going hard to the hoop on it because we've heard other people talk about it uh, recently because she said that Trump if he's elected again will stay in power forever <laughs> that that is what they're pushing right now to scare the bejesus out of people is oh my gosh if it happens this time he's going to be a dictator and authoritarian take a listen to this exchange darkest terms we will be voting on whether to preserve our republic in the next election you think this is a vote about whether or not 
we still have democracy in this country. It certainly is, you know, and, and Donald Trump has told us exactly what he will do. He will not abide by the rulings of the courts. Uh, he uh, will certainly appoint people to office, whether or not they can be confirmed by the Senate. Um, he uh, has talked about using the military uh, in terms that uh, really are fundamentally un-American, uh, including here in the United States. So it's a very dangerous moment, and it's a moment for people to understand that that, that cannot be the path that we go down as a country. Just yesterday in an interview, you, you said fundamentally there's a choice to be made. You can't be both for Donald Trump and for the Constitution. You have to choose. Yeah. A vote for Donald Trump is unconstitutional, anti-American. Well, he won't, he won't support and uphold the Constitution. We've already seen what happened. Uh, he is the only president in American history who attempted to overturn an election, who attempted to seize power, to stay in power after he had lost. Um, and the reason that it, we didn't have a much more serious crisis was because there were people around him who stopped him, because there were people around the country, state officials, for example, who stopped him, who did not yield to the pressure that he put on them to change votes from Biden to Trump. Um, we won't have that safeguard again. And, and he's so dangerous. Uh, if you have a president who is unwilling to abide by the rulings of the courts, who's unwilling to uphold the Constitution, then there are no guardrails who can stop him. You've, uh, said, that we're, can stop him. you've said we're sort of sleepwalking into dictatorship in the United States. Dictatorship. Is that what we yeah. would have if we reelect Donald Trump? I think it's it's a very very real threat and concern, and and I don't say any of that lightly. And frankly, um, it's painful for me as someone who you know has spent her whole life in uh, Republican politics, who grew up as a Republican, to watch what's happening to my party, uh, and and to watch the extent to which Donald Trump himself. Um, has, uh, you know, basically determined that that uh, the only thing that matters is uh, him, his power, his success, and um, that is not somebody you can entrust with the power of the presidency. It seems crazy to ask this and even crazier to fathom it, but do you believe if Donald Trump were elected next year that he would try to stay in office beyond a second term, that he would never leave office? There's no question. There's you think no he would question. try to stay in power forever? Absolutely. I mean, he's already done it once. And in fact, if you look at what he did in the run-up to January 6th in terms of his pressure on the vice president not to count legitimate electoral votes, his pressure on the Department of Justice, on state officials, and then refusing to send help when the Capitol was under attack, um, he's already attempted to seize power. And he was stopped. Um, thankfully, and, and for the good of the nation and the republic. Uh, but, but he said he will do it again. He's expressed no remorse for what he did. Wow. Just wow. It, I mean, <laughs> literally, almost everything in that statement was completely and totally false and wrong, with the exception of her kind of talking about his ego and desire for that kind of stuff. That's true. I mean, he's, that, that's who Trump is. He's got a big ego. He likes his posse around him. He wants to stay there and all those things. But multiple times brought up, won't support the Constitution, didn't support the Constitution. Not true whatsoever. Only president to, to try and overturn an election and stay in power. <laughs> okay. What? She does obviously doesn't remember 2000 when her grotesque, demonic father was on the ticket and what the Democrats tried to do. Yeah. And overturn that election. Well, exactly. And, and, and people—I mean, that, that's not—stop it. But, but the, the point she makes in the back part of that, too, which she made a second time, was that he tried to stay in power, that he, that he, 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 he tried to not leave. Like, 
but he did leave. Right. You can you can say whatever you think or what you what you believe. Obviously, we know you're going to. But that that's always been my issue. Is look, Trump does a lot of things wrong too. I got I I, I most most of my problem comes with a lot of his certain portions, not a lot, but certain portions of his base. But he does a ton right. And if he was really an authoritarian and a dictator who didn't follow the Constitution, he would still be there. He wouldn't have left. He wouldn't have left. There's the, the, and, and we the, this ties in and doesn't tie in, but we bring it up a lot. Reminder, if he was this awful person who had broken all of these laws, even like stolen a candy bar, which sounds amazing right now, by the way, the candy bar, not stealing it. But whatever you got to do to get it. I mean, if it's under $1,200, you can steal pretty much anything now. If there was anything on him and he was this awful person they all claim he is, he would be toast. Toast with how much hate and and just how, you know, vile of a person they think he is. And look, I don't know the, the guy personally, but I know he's not what they say he is. He, he's not a saint either. None of us are, but... I just re he refused to send help to the Capitol. I mean, there there just was nothing true in her statement. No, nothing, nothing at all. She she is a, an odious, lying creature, and the only reason why she was elected is because of her legacy. And then once people of Wyoming found out who exactly she was, they were repulsed by her and primaried her, primaried her, and got her out. That's how hated and loathed she is. Her father's one of the most loathsome creatures that has ever walked the planet. In the the millions of people and the suffering that he caused by the lies that he inflicted on this country is something that we still haven't recovered from. And for her to go out there and talk about, this isn't my Republican Party, good. Because your Republican Party is a bunch of elitist snobs. You know, right. you and the Bushes and everybody else. Guess what? We hate you. Anybody who sees themselves shifting toward the Republican Party hates the Bushes, hates the, the, the Cheneys, hates the uh, that little guy from Illinois, uh, Kinzingers. Those are the types of Republicans that we hate because you hate us. You hate this grassroots movement that actually likes the country, that wants to abide by the Constitution and wants to live out the Declaration of Independence. You don't want that. Yeah. And Trump is a threat to you. And this whole movement of people liking the country is a total threat to the end game that you want. There's no difference between progressives and neocons, and I say this all the time. They're the exact same people. It just so happens that neocons are driving the speed limit, and you know the, the progressives have their foot on the gas, but they're going to the same destination, which is this authoritarian style of federalist government. Yeah. No, I think uh, you're absolutely right, uh, and that's, that, that is always a great analogy when you do that. You, do you remember— I forget the year, but do you remember the year when Dick Cheney was hunting and, and shot the guy in the face? Yeah, shot the guy in the face. I mean, it just go, I mean, honestly, back in those days, we we the the conservative movement weren't as aware of just how broken everything was, right? We supported Bush, we supported Cheney, we supported all m most all of what was going on. I literally remember being like, "Yeah, but you know what?" Just, which is shame on me. But being like, but he's on our side, so who cares? Right. He fucking shot someone in the face. He's going to live. It just was bird shot. Like, he's fine. 
and and you you defend these people and you defend that person and this person and some of these other legacy political figures and families and then you get to this point and and now it, there's just this hatred towards them because like you said they hate us right they hate us speaking of liz she's talking about reminder she got curb stomped in said primary and voted out of office in wyoming She's talking again about running as a third-party presidential candidate to to stop Donald Trump from winning the election. Good. I mean, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, exactly. Good. Go, go for it, girl. Take votes uh, against away from the left. I, I just I don't see that actually doing anything. I can see the I can see RFK, you know, having some impact on on either uh. side. Uh, what three electoral votes? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, right. Whatever. You're you're not going to be that big of a draw. You might be able to peel off, you know, some you know Lululemon chicks in the suburbs, maybe, but I don't see that happening. Yeah, not nothing significant. There, there will be some because there's some people who are still all up in the old school Republican Party and and those figures, but. And all I have to say is for, you know, chicks in the suburb who don't like mean tweets and they don't like, you know, the rough and grumpy, grumpy, you know, uh, appearing to be grumpy Trump and want somebody a little bit slicker. Are you willing to sacrifice your child in war? Because that's what's going to happen. And if you think they're going to get some sort of college deferment, that's not going to happen. They're going to be drafted. So think about that. Is your child's life worth the fact that you don't have to read mean tweets. Yeah. No, exactly. Because it, that's where these fucking people are going to take you. We've seen it before. I've lived through this before. The cycle repeats itself. We've all lived through it. We all got deceived, and that's exactly what happens. We're going to have another generation of people who are going to go off to a stupid war that's not going to do anything for anybody other than, you know, take people out of power just to put other the same people back in power. And what's going to happen? We're going to have another generation of folks that come back who have been blown to smithereens, don't have any fucking limbs, killing themselves. It's gonna, the cycle is gonna repeat itself if you let these people get back in charge. Yeah, no, it is. It, and it's always that just, this was a convenient, you know, felt emotionally right decision that tees things up for, for disaster. It, it really does. And, and it's also too, the arrogance of that political class, I'm a Cheney. So you know what? If I decide to run, I'm gonna I'm gonna shake everything up. Right. Like, no, no, people, you don't have the clout you used to. Ten years ago, if this it might have been a different story, but it's it's just that's not the case anymore. No, and you know what? The people who hated Bush and Cheney back in 2000 and up to 08, those people on the left still hate you, sort of. But I think there's more hatred on the right now because we realize how deceived we've been by this cabal, yeah. by by these people who just lied through their teeth. And we bought it because we were reeling from 9-11. And, and just fool me once, you know. Right. Shame on me, fool me twice, or shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. We're at the shame on me stage, and unfortunately, there are other people who just constantly get fooled and just haven't woken up to the fact that the media lies to you, the government lies to you. Yeah. They always have. No, I... <clears throat> it's, it's, it's true. Um, okay, let's... 
let's get to we'll save this one for for the next next hour but let's get to question of the day here and then we're going to take uh, our loan break and we'll continue after that but the question is this both of these are technically gifts i guess but would you prefer at christmas would you prefer do you prefer to have gifts a gift or gifts something you un unwrap or an experience are you a gift person or an experienced person you know your experience could be i love opening gifts I mean, whatever which one are you gifts or experiences let us know we'll, we'll get to our responses as well right after this quick break Happy New Year! Never miss an episode and experience the best live in-show engagement with Drew and the crew on Rumble. Be sure to subscribe to Drew's channel to be notified each time he goes live for the best commentary, the best skits, and outstanding guests on the issues that matter to you. You can do so on the Rumble app by searching Drew Berquist, then click subscribe, or by visiting rumble.com forward slash Drew Berquist on your web browser. I'm excited to announce that we're bringing back our best offer ever on our original My Slippers. You save $90 a pair with your promo code. And now My Slippers come in even more sizes smaller sizes, larger sizes, wide sizes, and all new styles and colors. Get them for your friends, your family, your neighbors, everyone you know. What makes My Slippers different is my exclusive four layer design that you're not going to find in any other slippers. My Slippers patented layers make them ultra comfortable, extremely durable, and they help relieve stress on your feet. I'm so confident that you and everyone you know are going to love My Slippers that I'm extending my 60-day money-back guarantee until March 1st, 2024, making them the best Christmas gifts ever. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now. Use your promo code to save $90. That's only $49.98 a pair. Quantities won't last long, so please order now. All right, welcome back, folks. Question of the day was, do you prefer gifts, the experience of opening gifts, or an actual experience, like going somewhere, an event, whatever the case might be? Keep sending your answers in. We see them coming in. Tom, what are you going with? Ah, you know what? I, it, it's weird. Whenever I receive a gift, I always enjoy it, but I always feel guilty. 
you know, opening something. Um, I, I, I probably it's the Catholic guilt inside me. I do feel great when I give a present to somebody and see the expression on their face when they open it. But I, uh, that's a tough one. If I'm watching somebody open a present I gave him, I, I've given them. Uh, I, I'll, I'll go experience because if I if I can have an experience with that person then the experience is something that we'll always have together. A present only lasts so long. Okay. Very, very sentimental of you. I like it. Um, I was on a podcast years ago when podcasts were like just a birthing of a thing. <clears throat> and we did a thing where we analyzed everyone. Like, what's your love language? What type of person are you? And they told me that I'm a remember when type of guy, which I am. I like to remember things that we did. I like experiences. I'd rather have a hangout session with you guys then get a gift because the gift can break or you know like that bottle of bourbon was amazing that you gave that one christmas to me tom but i drank it way too quick and it was gone and i enjoyed it but now the gift is gone you know i'd rather have the experience have the memories hang out that's why like thanksgiving we went to a cabin with my wife's side of the family just hung out yeah like no. I, i'd rather have that than a, a present that's just me yeah, I, well, I, I knew you'd go that direction. By the way, no company gifts this year. Um, <laughs> uh, but I, I'm a little torn. I'm a little torn. I, I agree with both of your sentiments. I like the experience. Here's what I want, because I want to have my cake and eat it, too. I would like to be in an experience and also get some gifts. Okay. I, I think it's fun. And the reason I say, I, ultimately, I choose experience. But... And we don't even give gifts. And I, I, I don't really open. Uh, adults don't get shit, right? You just no, take no. care of other people. Exactly, yeah. Life sucks, and you try and make it good for them. Yeah. But <clears throat> the experience is definitely better for the memories. But there's great memory. I mean, those memories of of being a kid and and seeing all the gifts under the tree. And hopefully, hopefully, you got you know. Not I know not everyone gets to experience that, but but those are. Those are fun too. Like there is, it's just fun tearing through stuff. But all that stuff breaks. Fucking made in China shit, <laughs> and 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 the the toys break. And then you're like, Dad, can you fix this? Like, no, it's it's Chinese junk. Like we can't fix. We we don't buy a bunch of Chinese junk. But back in the day, yeah, or it was Japanese probably back then too. Yeah, they owed us. I don't know if that's true. But I'm just saying it. Uh, I, well, yeah, I, I guess I'll go experience too. That said, we do a very traditional at our house. We stay home. We do the gift thing, yeah. and we're there. Well, it's, I mean, Christmas Day is more for the kids. It's, it's their experience, the opening up the the gifts and having fun, waking up early in their pajamas, whatever. You know, it's that's that's for them. Yeah, it's not for us. Being an adult sucks. I know. Our country is going to shit, and we don't get gifts on Christmas anymore. Right, especially when your boss tells you that you're not getting any presents for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> on air. On air. In front of everybody. <laughs> well, I, it, yeah, even last night. We're doing it, a dinner. Yeah. Even last night, my wife was like, what do you want for Christmas? I was like, you don't have to get me anything. Like, I'm an adult. If I want something, I'm going to save it for it and buy it. Like, yeah, don't worry about me. Worry about the girls. Since we are getting presents, can we have an experience? Can we walk on hot coals? Oh, he's like not just the dinner. He wants something else. I was going to say, I mean, I'm, <laughs> we're going to go to a nice dinner. Um, also, for the record, well, audience, is... we've never done gifts before. <laughs> Secret <not> like... Santas. <laughs> 
we, we could do Secret Santa there. <laughs> but that's like one of my restaurants. I don't want to get too rowdy and get kicked out because I could see the, the Secret Santa gifts from you <laughs> getting a little questionable. Tom, uh, what is this? Sir, you can't have that in here. I'm sorry. It was a gift. It's, it's from him. Uh, All right. Yes. I, no, we're think, not going to walk on coal. Dude, we've got plenty of room here in the studio to put hot coals on down. I, can we walk on something cold? <laughs> but hot coals is more, you know, of a team building activity. Is it? I would do it by myself. It gets into your soul. I'm saying, like, if like I, I wouldn't need it for a team building. I would just do it. <laughs> okay, we'll figure that out. We'll yeah. do that on air. This goes walking on coals. <laughs> Oh, you know what? What do we put down to protect the floor? Is there like a... <laughs> we need like a heat barrier. Nothing. Yeah, just melt the floor. <laughs> Let's do trust falls with disco by the Christmas tree. <laughs> you guys won't catch me. <laughs> Remember, you need my brain because I know how all this works. Like, <laughs> you can't give me a, a, a concussion, multiple concussions. All right, we'll catch you this time. <laughs> you will not have any closed head injuries. I can guarantee that. Okay. But other injuries. Did you say closed head? Yeah. Yeah, I will have an open head wound, but not a closed one. <laughs> I think that that's very specific. Very specific. Seems okay. Uh, seems like it could be worse. Keep sending your responses in as I choke on myself here. Um, well, where do you want to go? Let's go to James Comer. Let's come back to this one if we have time. Yeah, let's go here. Because there was a new... Remember, this is your show. We right. can go wherever we can you want. We yeah. can do it. Yeah, yeah, we can pull this off. James Comer, you know, everyone on the Hill, not everyone, but some people on the Hill, still pushing ahead trying to get this Biden investigation going. But George Santos is gone. George Santos is gone. <laughs> but James Comer had this announcement yesterday. I just, this background so cheesy to me. It's so bad. But it's a campaign ad. Let's listen. To, it is. It, that's 100% what this yeah. is. But let's, let's listen to Comer. President Joe Biden claimed there was an absolute wall between his official government duties <laughs> and his family's influence peddling schemes. This was a lie. President Joe Biden claimed his family didn't receive money from China. This was a lie. President Joe Biden claimed he never spoke to his son, Hunter Biden, about the Biden's family's shady business dealings. This was a lie. Now, Hunter Biden's legal team and the White House's media allies claim Hunter's corporate entities never made payments directly to Joe Biden. We can officially add this latest talking point to the list of lies. Today, the House Oversight Committee is releasing subpoenaed bank records that show Hunter Biden's business entity, a Wasco PC, made direct monthly payments to Joe Biden. This wasn't a payment from Hunter Biden's personal account but an account for his corporation that received payments from China and other shady corners of the world. At this moment, Hunter Biden is under an investigation by the Department of Justice for using a Wasco PC for tax evasion and other serious crimes. And based on whistleblower testimony, we know the Justice Department made a concerted effort to prevent investigators from asking questions about Joe Biden. I wonder why. The more we learn, it appears the Justice Department was trying to cover up for the Bidens until brave IRS whistleblowers came forward and a federal judge rejected the sweetheart plea deal. Payments from Hunter's business entity to Joe Biden are now part of a pattern revealing Joe Biden knew about, participated in, 
and benefited from his family's influence peddling schemes. When Joe Biden was vice president, he spoke by phone, attended dinners, and had coffee with his son's foreign business associates. He allowed his son to catch a ride on Air Force Two at least a dozen times to sell the Biden brand around the world. Hunter Biden requested office keys to be made for his office mate, Joe Biden, in space he planned to share with a Chinese energy company. We've revealed how Joe Biden received checks from his family that were funded by the Biden's influence peddling schemes with China, no less. The House Oversight Committee continues to investigate Joe Biden's involvement in his family's domestic and international business schemes at a rapid pace. We will continue to uncover the facts and provide transparency about the findings of our investigation. President Biden and his family must be held accountable for this blatant corruption. The American people expect no less. You, you know what's frustrating uh, uh, I, that I'm frustrated about with me, even listening to that, is I just, I don't care anymore. I, I, and, I, and to be, let's be clear, I, I do care and want justice to be served. I've said a million times how corrupt this president is, most corrupt in history, how awful of a person he is, how he's the worst president in American history. But I, when these people get up and say this, there's new receipts and this, and it's all the same stuff, the Air Force Two stuff and bank statements, and it's all damning stuff. But it's been there, and no one's done shit about it. So I, I, I really, I mean, I've, I've kind of just calloused over all of that stuff, like, don't fucking care, stop talking about it. It's not gonna go anywhere. Let's stop, let's stop, let's literally, I would rather have a, a conversation about soup recipes, and soup is not a meal. I don't even really like soup, but I would, I would, it, at least at the end, we get to taste stuff. There's no, per, nothing's gonna happen with this. And again, that's, it's, it's complicated because it, it's, it's, the response can't be, we'll just let it fly. I get that, and I'm not even saying it. I just am sick of the conversation because nothing ever gets done. And as you said at the beginning, that, that was just a campaign video ad. Yeah. Nothing more. I'm trying to do stuff, even though I know it's not going to go anywhere. And maybe I care. Maybe I don't. I, I don't know Comer. I know he's a politician. Most politicians are losers. I, I just am sick of it. It's a smokescreen. You know, it's whenever I whenever I, I I like Comer. I think that, you know, he just comes across to me as a genuine person, but he knows this isn't going anywhere. And all he's doing is trying to make it look to his backers and his constituents that he's doing something. We all know Joe Biden's corrupt, but what's going to be done is going to be this. This is going to be more successful than James Comer and the Republican Party going after Joe Biden and impeaching him. So whenever I see any Republican saying anything, I just think of this. I just, I just look at this, and this is all I see, because this is going to do a lot more to entertain me than the Republicans are going to do. Yeah. Because they're not going to do anything. Right. They're not. And, and you've got, look, look, we talked about Anna Polina Luna earlier— jokingly uh in a good way but she 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 said subpoenaed bank records now show that hunter biden's business entity made directly uh monthly payments to joe in peach exclamation point i will be voting yes that would be great now to be clear impeaching him still will do nothing but we should do it 
Yes. But we don't have the balls. The no. people in the House don't have the balls to do it. Again, this is it's a political weapon now. It's not an actual functional tool that does anything. So use it as a weapon. They yeah. did it to us. That sounds petty. Guess what? That's the world we live in now. It's 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 tit for tat. They did it to us. We're going to fucking do it to you. Right. It, it has to. But but we won't even do it. And it's that's what's so remarkable. Uh, Anna's right. It should be done. Should have been done in his first year. Democrats don't hesitate. <laughs> no. They, they want to win at all costs. Republicans could give a shit about winning. They're just along for the ride. As long as their little, you know, fiefdom is able to survive, they're happy. Right. They're on the same team. That's the whole reason. You know, exactly. We say it all the time, the masks are off. It's the same team. It's the uniparty. It, you know, with the exceptions of Anna Polina and Eli Crane and a couple others, they're all in it together, man. Just look at the way they vote. Look at all Look at all the Republicans that voted to oust George Santos, and these are the same people who don't want to have anything to do with a Biden impeachment or right. a Mayorkas impeachment or a Cardona. You could go down the list. You could impeach every single cabinet member, every single person who who has any, you know, in any office in this regime, you should impeach them. You could impeach them for a number of different things. Right. But Republicans just don't have the will because Republicans, at the end of the day, are losers. Yeah. Yeah. It, it reminds me of the Russia collusion investigation. And remember, they were like, oh, we didn't find it, but we did find out that there was someone on the Obama administration had had them— you know, put a tab on Trump's administration, you know, like his campaign to remember they, they came out, they showed the evidence for that. But then we did nothing with that at all. Like we have the evidence to show that Obama was spying on Trump. Oh, yeah. Well, no, but, we, but we we're not going to do anything of, about it. We have evidence of so much stuff on this government, these politicians. It's insane, but but nothing is. And and what's what's there's not enough people get to the point where they're asking themselves the question like, do we really have a party that stands up for us? Most people don't even ask that. They're like, well, you know, they, they'll pick on the Republicans or just hope that it goes better at some point. But then people will some people will ask that question. They'll realize, I think I think that they're not really working for us or defending us. I think that we don't really have an opposition party. And then they still kind of stop the conversation like, oh, anyways, uh, where are we going for dinner tonight? Like, that's a big deal. We've we've believed our whole lives that. That there are two parties battling it out, good versus evil. One is supposedly on our side, and there's there's copious amounts of evidence proving the contrary. Like, no, there's really not. It's just that's not the case. No. Po po point to an example of where the Republicans have, r like, really delivered for us. I'm really struggling. <laughs> Nowhere. Yeah. Nowhere. I mean, the, the Reigns Act is a perfect example in that whole negotiating that, that McCarthy did. Yeah. No, you we, know, the, the only time the Republicans do anything is to, to expel George Santos out, out of the House. It, it makes no sense. The hills that they choose to die on, the hills that they choose to die on are, are fictitious, non-existent Don Quixote windmills. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Which, if any of you guys were wondering, George Santos is now doing uh, vi paid videos on Cameo. So if you want him to, like, wish you happy birthday or Merry Christmas. Or... Have you seen the one that Federer paid for for Santos to troll Bob Menendez? 
Oh, did he do it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's, he's like, hey, Bobby. <laughs> it's time to resign. <laughs> it's good for Fetterman. <laughs> Fetterman stepping up his that, game. That might again. be the best use of uh, taxpayer dollars right there. Yeah. I'm telling you, it was the best, he, Fetterman was the best campaign donation I've ever made. It's pay That $25 is paying off better than I'd ever hoped for. <laughs> I'm still mad that we, like you told us after the fact, but we didn't get the Bergen Bucks. We didn't go into that. Yeah. That would have been great. We didn't. We didn't. Um, <laughs> let's go back to Trump here because you've got Jen Psaki. Uh, not this one. That one. Yeah, that right here. Jen Psaki is going after Trump. Uh, obviously, the press, her, they always have been. But you do. You you see this. We talked about it earlier, in fact, this, this ramp up of— of, of new rhetoric about and and warnings warnings are is is the word I'm looking for of what would happen if he gets back in she's talking about how he's against the free press how he loves other dictators around the world all of this take take a listen then we'll discuss so Trump's true social post may have seemed unhinged and crazy and random and like you could ignore it it was actually though a threat to the free press a threat to democracy and that threat comes at a time when a record total of 533 journalists are currently detained worldwide. That's according to Reporters Without Borders. A large number of them are being held by the sorts of authoritarian regimes that Trump envisions creating here at home. These are countries being led by his role models, like Russian President Vladimir Putin, who Trump called very savvy and a genius for his actions in Ukraine. In Russia, an American journalist, Evan Gershkovich, has been detained for 249 days simply for doing his job. Trump has also repeatedly praised the leadership style of China's President Xi Jinping. Over 100 journalists are currently detained in China. And over the last couple of years, several foreign journalists from major outlets have been expelled entirely from the country. Putin and Xi are models for Trump. We know that. Leaders who jail and silence journalists, leaders who do not tolerate free speech. That's what Trump is threatening. And if you don't think he's eager to use those tactics, if you don't think he is dying to silence his critics in the media, think again. <laughs> Projection. Once again, they're the best at it. They are. They're still, I mean, it's the fact that they can do it with a straight face and 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 be so compelling with it is is kind of impressive to me because that's all it is. It's project. I, 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 I love and hate the term that we hear from them all the time, threat to democracy. They use that on so many fronts, mostly with Trump, but there's so many fronts. Stop it. I mean, it's a, but, it, but at the same time, it's a great marketing thing because that'll scare Americans, right? If we say it's a threat to democracy. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's go with it. Let's do it. But she's talking, about, she's talking about how he always pushes back about the mainstream media and how they're the enemy of the people, and they are, and they know it. People like her know it. But she's then referencing... 533 detained journalists, not in America, by the way, right? All over the world, elsewhere, and 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 talks about how that's what he wants to do if he gets back in here in America because his role models are Xi Jinping and and Vladimir Putin, which is which is just categorically false. Easy to say, I get it. If you're trying to scare people, that's the tactic you go with. But but it's not true. I mean, re remember, it, it, it goes back to. Historical fact: the press has never. The press used to always respect the office of the presidency, no matter who was in, which party, any of that. That all went away 
from 2016 to 2020. They were so vile towards the president and attacked him on a daily basis. If he was anything like that, and this is honestly, again, I don't, I'm not all in on Trump. That's not who I am. I just am not, I like the guy. He's going to be our nominee. I will vote for the guy, but He's the only one right now that seems to be sticking up for the average American. Yeah, exactly. But 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 they 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 assume people are dumb, which is a good assumption. And and they say he'll do this. You guys, if if he was going to do that, he would have done it before. There was not one you can make some nuanced statements about Acosta and stuff like that, but there's there was no one was silenced. If, if a leader was ever going to silence the, the press in our country, it would have been during those four years based on how just awful they were to him. Like, it, it, not out of what they're saying, but just like a respect thing. Like, you're rude, get the hell out of here. But that never happened. He went along with it all. He left office. He didn't silence the press. All these, veil, these threats they make, they're, they're just so laughable. Come up with something better. Right. I, I mean, I don't know what, what it would be, but like, come up with something better. But they don't have to because it works. And there's so many people who still just hate the guy and they get their information and decide that they hate the guy because some of the most hateful people on the planet told them. And then they think, oh, but we're on the right side. We're the kind people here. We can't be we can't be voting for Trump's like you just you got your your information from people who hate you. Yeah. I mean, you talk about—they talk about jailing journalists. Let's not forget it was Obama's security apparatus that spied on James Rosen, the Fox reporter, and the White House correspondent. It was Obama's uh, intel community that spied on Susan Atkinson from from CBS. They're they're in deep, man. They— the, the, the stranglehold that they have on censorship and the truth is unbelievable, and they're not going to let hold, let go of it. And they're pulling out all the stops to make sure that their power remains intact. Because if they—if we're continuing to see more and more of how corrupt the left, mainly the left, it's a lot of the right is right now, and permanent Washington can't have that. They need to maintain control again, and especially the intel community. The intel community had their pants pulled down and their pee-pee spanked by Trump, and they can't have that because they're the ones who run D.C., and they have to be the ones who all of us fear. And then weaponize the IRS with the 87,000 new agents. Right. It's all, it's all playing— it, it, all of this is playing a role. Censor, you know, censor speech, take away more of your shit with the IRS, and if you don't comply with that, take away your freedom. Yeah. It's all, it, it's all lined up right now, and there seems to be only one person who's trying to stand in the way. And Trump was totally right when he says, you know, um, they actually hate you, but I'm just standing in the way.
Yeah, no, that statement w was absolutely true. It's spot on. It's the most 100% correct thing that there is because you know as well as I do, these global elites don't want the population that we have. They want to be able to control a surf population, totally devour and eviscerate the middle class so all you have is rich and poor. And just like in medieval times, they want to sit in their castles and they want to see the serfs battle each other. Yeah. And that's what they're seeing now. Now, I will say, and this is not a picking one over the other statement, to be clear. But in terms of Florida and in terms of some of the rhetoric, DeSantis has done that, too. He's, he's stood up to a lot of the, the more federalizing of of things and, and yeah and I appreciate yeah. that about him but unfortunately with DeSantis I feel like he's kind of like Richard Nixon where he's very good at you know uh, uh, with governance you know and being a politician and doing what's right for for the people but he just lacks, you know, the smoothness that, like, JFK had. And that's yeah. what we're seeing with DeSantis, where he's a totally capable guy, but in this day and age that we live with, same thing with Nixon when he was sweating during the debate with, with uh, JFK is, you know, one of the major things that pushed JFK over the finish line. It, it was the packaging. Yeah. And, you know, the, the kind of the weird kind of forced smiles and stuff, just it, it didn't help DeSantis. No, which, no, you got which is too bad because he's a. I think he's a, he's a really good, you know, CEO and leader. No, I think so too. But you got to. I mean, that's that's it's it's also an indictment of of us as a people. How shallow we are. How shallow we are. <laughs> but you got to have the right branding. Yeah, you you just do. I mean, it's it, uh, there's a reason people glom on to, which is of course not going to ever happen. But people glom on to Vivix. It's like, oh, he's interesting. Oh, he was over here. He's smooth on this. He makes funny comments. He was rapping a whatever song. I forget who it was. Eminem song. Like, there's there's interest there. People are sick of the old school. And I don't even think that Ron's totally the old school. He's just not as charismatic as what people. I mean, Trump shook everything up. Well, he was a total outsider. Yeah. And that's what I think a lot of people like, whereas, you know, Ron had been in the House before becoming governor, so he kind of has the pedigree of a politician. Yep. Whereas you have somebody like Trump, who's a total disruptor, it, people, I feel like people are more gravi or gravitate toward Trump because he is like that, because he is totally anti-establishment. Yeah. And, and the ones who don't like outliers, not just Trump, I mean, obviously he is the ultimate outlier, but— if, if it's like, I just want the government to be run by someone who's run the government, like, wow, you're terrifying. Yeah. Because that's what a lot of people want. Like, I just want comfortable. You've been a congressman or a senator or you've worked at this organization or that organization. I feel like you'd probably do a better job of doing it. That You literally couldn't go a more wrong direction right. on all of this. You need so much upheaval and and to upset the, the system so much that you do, no one understands I feel like fully. We all have our pockets that we understand maybe better than others, but there, there's so much that has to be fixed. Having someone who's been in the system is just not smart whatsoever. It's just not the way to go. <laughs> Nikki Haley, of course they're pushing her. She's about as ingrained in the system as they get. Yeah. No, absolutely. She's, yeah, she's, 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 a, she's a dream for them and a nightmare, nightmare for us. Not as bad of a nightmare as Biden, I will say, but a nightmare still. Nightmare still. It's it's a delayed nightmare. It's a slower-burning nightmare. Yeah, and I guarantee you if by some weird thing that happens and she becomes president, I will guarantee you war. 
and it'll the flame will go back toward the Republicans. Oh, see, the Republicans are a bunch of warmongers because, of course, the Democrats can't engage in any kind of war, but they will they will set the fuse, and it's going to be a long fuse until the Republicans get in, and then it's going to explode, and then we're back to war, and the cycle repeats itself. Yep. No, don't dispute that whatsoever. Well, wars have explosions, lots of them, and so did Arlington, Virginia last night. Kind of a very interesting way to celebrate Christmas up there on that street. I thought this was you after Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is close to what happens after I eat Taco Bell. Uh, but there was, there was. A, I mean, do you want to set this up, or do we want to just play it? So, well, I'll I'll set it up. Okay. Pretty the the a SWAT team in Arlington, Virginia, and I'm not sure if it was Arlington PD or if it was the FBI or who it was was going to serve a warrant on this guy. I believe he's an Asian guy. He's anti-white. He's a total left-winger, and he believes that the talking points that have been pushed, just like the other, you know, the Trans-Tifa shooter that we saw in Nashville and also the uh, guy in Louisville, they're of that ilk, where they actually they despise any white people. And something— I, I'm not sure what was in the probable cause affidavit that was able to get the search warrant, but they deemed this to be a very high-risk search warrant. And as the SWAT team is approaching with the Bearcat, this something happened. happened. Yeah, here's here was the scene. Oh, you got to go back. There you go. No, that's, uh, that's the beginning of the clip. I'll just fast-forward it to... Go. I'll just play it. I don't even know what time this happened to you. No. It has to be an early morning, I would think, or else it would have been a SWAT call out, like for a barricaded subject. I, I, there's, there's, I don't know. All I know is I saw that uh, was I'm doing stuff this morning, and and maybe some. I don't remember if I pulled this last night or not. But as I'm pulling this morning, my whole damn Twitter feed was this explosion. The 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 video footage I saw of it, which was a little different, um, and it was showing on some of the news cycles, is they actually you hear like you know we have a warrant, come out with your hands the up. The phone says 11:29. Whoever's filming it on their phone. Well, this is a recording of someone's recording the yeah, but so who knows? like where they're recording their Instagram. But I, I saw a video image or a video file where they say you know come out with your hands up like they have that, and then a few minutes later, this happens. Boom. And I just it's. I mean, I mean, let's just watch it again. I don't like explosions. It almost looks like an explosion you'd see in a movie. Yeah. 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 And what's funny is it's never going to be talked about again. No, it won't. There's so much speculation. Everyone's got their their stuff. It was a natural gas thing, you know, that went off. There was It was a bomb that he had set, James Yu, the guy, the suspect in, in question. It was, you know, but this is. This is one of those stories. This is like the Nashville Christmas bombing story yeah. that just— 
You heard about it? No, you didn't. It, this is like so the Shazam conversation. That actually didn't happen. I mean, I know what you were saying was true, but that they, they want you to just be like, move on. At 4.45 p.m., the police were dispatched to that street okay. because of, there was an investigation indicating that, that a suspect discharged a flare gun approximately 30 to 40 times inside his residence and into the surrounding neighborhood. So he was causing a ruckus with a flare gun. Okay. Um, see, they tried to get him via the telephone and loudspeaker. No response. He remained in barricade. And then they were attempting to execute the search warrant. The He discharged several rounds from what to believe a firearm inside the home. And then at 825, an explosion occurred at the residence. So still no... So, still no as to like what it was. Like we talked about, like was it the natural gas? Was it a bomb? We don't know. There's nothing on that yet. So, yeah, I'm kind of inclined to think that he turned on all the gas burners in his house, and then also had incendiary devices in there, like flares or who yeah. knows what else. And yeah, because yeah, that was a big explosion. Yeah, it was significant. Yeah, there, and was, then, there was a lot of. And to get that kind of explosion, you have to have the right mixture of gas and air and everything. There's got to be that right thing. And so, like you said, like he turned it, maybe he turned out right when they got there and just letting it fill. But then, how did he not pass out? But doesn't matter. Uh, I mean, again, this is one of those ones that we will never exactly know. There'll be a narrative that comes out, but we will never know for sure. This is the guy, though. This is a picture of him, James. You. Uh, you can see his his um, his profile there, talking about his YouTube channel and his comments. U.S. is the world's biggest terrorist, <laughs> citing Norm Chomsky. Fuck the police, citing Ice yep. Cube. Yep. Purge them, and former head of global security with CI, CFI U.S. experience. That's who we're talking about. Yep. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what else to say on it other than it was a crazy night on that street. He's a, obviously he's a white Christian nationalist. Yes, obviously, yes. <laughs> What's crazy is that explosion. They were saying people like from like a mile or two away felt the explosion. Like they felt it and heard it. Like that's how big it was. Crazy. Again, he's somebody who's been radicalized by the left. He's a perfect candidate for what they're doing. Just, I mean, just look at that profile of him. Yeah. That no. profile, that social media was a Facebook profile, LinkedIn or whatever it is. Yeah, he's been radicalized. Yeah. You know, I keep saying it. <laughs> Who says MK Ultra was was stopped? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that's it's a theory. It's a theory. Um but, but there but it, is. There, there, I mean, you, 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 you can see so many vibes, and, and, and we've gotten to the point, and that's, that's it's, it's uh, I'm stepping on myself here, but it's the perfect picture of our country, right? You go on and look at social media profiles, and you see people with vile anti-American rhetoric like this, anti-law enforcement, anti-Christianity, you know, all of those things. They've been, they've been told, they've been indoctrinated into believing those things and it's awful and then in response our side is and i'm not against this but our sides all of our hashtags are like america fuck yeah you know you know pictures of guns and stuff like that like but that is, it is i mean it really is and that's what social media of course absolutely is but it's a perfect picture of where we are as a country you guys are way the hell over there and and 
we really didn't move way over here. There's some people on, on the conservative side that have moved further right. But most of us are just, nope, we're right where we were. You guys have just, you, you're, you're still going. Like, you're still going down that direction. And, and your crazy-ass statements and actions are causing us to respond. And in the old days, we wouldn't respond. Just, well, whatever, just leave them. But now it's like, okay, well, no, because now you're like hostily trying to take over our country. So there's going to, you're going to meet some resistance. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's it just the world is upside down for, you have all these people on the left who have been calling trip, a uh, trip, calling Trump Hitler for all these years, still call him Hitler, are now marching and advocating for the genocide of Jews. <laughs> what is going on? Do you not know what you're saying? Do you not know what you've said in the past? Do you not know who Hitler is? Well, uh, honestly, I think it's they don't know who they are. I mean, yeah. these because all the people who march and campaign for these things and protest, they're just, uh, they're just mouth breathing idiots who don't have friends. And, and are just glad to be a part of something, but they don't really know what they're supporting or not supporting. Right. It's like when we saw people in the Black Lives Matter riots that were happening. They would go out there when everything was peaceful and, and take a selfie just so they could post it on social media. And that's all that they were doing. They had no idea what was going on. They, you know, they were believing the narrative that George Floyd was killed by a racist cop and blah, blah, blah. And they also believe hands up, don't shoot. They believe everything yeah. that the media tells them because of the bias that they have yeah. it, it, the confirmation bias that they have because they don't live in the real world right. they live in the social media world and they don't take enough time to research what exactly is going on with every story that comes out that generates that gets everybody emotional about things Mm -hmm. And they just get swept up in the emotion because now they feel good because they they put in that black square in in their profile pic. They feel good because they put in that frame that says we can do this with COVID. Stay inside saves lives. You know they right. feel good about that. Wear a mask to save a life. Yeah, it is. It, it's all they don't realize what kind of sheep they are and how they can't think for themselves, which is very frightening. It is. It's terrifying. It is, but but that's just where we are. And and trying to con it, the the problem is is when people are are that far gone, they're they are they're gone. Like that's why it's like I I, I say it a lot. Just leave, who cares about them? They're so don't try and fix them. They're so unfixable. No, that, I mean it, yeah. it's at that point, and I don't like feeling that way or saying that. But it's like saying, hey, let's try and get together with the, the radical left and, and, and come together. That's not possible because they don't want it. And, and the, the, the pawns that they use in the game, these dumbass kids and, and, and adults who go out and support these causes that the ones telling them to support don't even support. They just say, go do this because it's going to cause it's going stir to uh, stir things up. If you're that dumb, if you're that off, screw you, you're not worth it. I just, I, I like, honestly, like I, I to want to fix you, I have to value you. And if you're, if you're that awful, I just, I don't, I don't want to give any time because I don't place any value on you. No, if you're, if you're not willing to, <laughs> to think for yourself, then what's the point? Yeah. If you're just going to go along with the crowd, then, you know, I'm sorry, but you're going to be left behind. Yeah.
you know you they, these are the people that do that these followers these sheep are the ones who would be sitting in the bed of a pickup truck that went off into a lake and they all drowned because they couldn't un, uh, unlatch the tailgate to get out that's, that's a great picture <laughs> but it's so true yeah. what are we gonna do what are we gonna the tailgate won't open it's locked. I, i've never had a truck i don't know how to do this <laughs> yeah. oh my god uh, well, there's some some good news. We'll kind of let's do it the opposite way. Let's do let's do bad news is our country's broken, and as we're at Christmas time, you've got people in California, your old state, Tom, yes. doing doing this. You I think if, you're good? I don't know if there's audio behind. I don't it. think there yeah. is audio, but you've got security cam footage. You've got someone who's gone into a store after picking up their Christmas tree. Might be the same store, and they're still doing whatever. And uh, when they come out, it's not there. We don't see that part, but watch the video. So there it is. Oh, white car, Infinity. Should be able to afford their the own tree. tree. Yeah. Gonna go ahead and just snip that off. Shove it in here. There we go, and we're off. Dude, there's something really wrong with you. I, seriously, I mean, <laughs> my, like my, my first instinct for that was just trying to be like, oh, you know what? That's his wife's car. <laughs> and he went and like, it's like when you watch it again and he's like quickly like, no, he's totally like, that'll fit in my house. I'm getting it. I'm concerned that was your first instinct. I, I was yeah. just trying to be hopeful. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> trying to be positive. positive. Yeah. I mean, um, that. But, you know, you come to the realization that he's actually a, a godless, soulless creature yeah. that. His mere existence is an affrontery to humanity. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and and that but that kind of stuff is just that happens everywhere now. Not necessarily stealing Christmas trees. I'm sure there's a bigger fad with that than we even know about. But that's just that's you look at people's profiles. You see who they are. You see them marching for all this stupid stuff, and you see them. What the? What is coming up? You see. You see. You. See, you. Anyways, you see the 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 this, this depraved society that we've we've become. What what, what is, are you this speaking is, of? This is depraved. this is a Tom surprise or the Tom special. Let's call it that. The Tom okay. special. I think that we should bring this to Florida. I think Jacksonville would be the perfect venue for this. Okay. I don't know if it's legal, but uh, I'm terrible. The guy he definitely has a reach advantage. Yeah. The guy in the blue over the guy in the red. The guy in the red is yoked. Look at those back muscles. Yeah. Oh. Persistence, though, is he gets, he gets a few good hits in here. Watch, you'll see. The problem is, he just can't go, 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 go. See? Blue guy just keeps jabbing at him because his arms are longer than his actual body. That's why. Well, before we started the show, and, and you went to use the restroom, before we started, Tom's like, put this one in. Then he says it over. <laughs> and then I'm it watching it. To watch. Do you know what I love? And I remember this from when we first met Mini-Me in, in Austin Powers, is I love seeing, I don't want, not in a violent way, but I love seeing those little bodies just go flying. Just get thrown. 
Because it, it's like they kind of like just I, I don't know how to even describe it, but it's it's <laughs> the first time I was ever in a room with a small a midgen, a small person. It blew my mind. And my wife we had to keep saying, like, stop staring. And I was like, I'm sorry. I've never been. I've only seen it in the movies. Like, and she's like, she's just eyes up here. Mimi like, was actually on the sideline um, for the rice game in ninety uh, nine. Um, him and Derek Jeter. Right. <laughs> Picture that. Uh, the, hey, Derek. <laughs> the the first date I ever had with my ex-wife, we went to the Adams Mark Hotel in Indianapolis, and okay. they were hosting the Little People of America convention. <laughs> Wait, did she know this? No. Oh, she that would have been a perfect. I knew. And so she thought something was up because, one, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with Indianapolis, but to I'm get not. to the airport in Indianapolis is kind of a hike. It's mm-hmm. like a 20, 30-minute drive. And so... So, you know, I was living downtown at the time. So she's like, why are we going, you know, way out here? So we pull into the parking lot and we get out of the car and immediately she sees like four little people in this big suitcase on wheels that they're pushing through the parking lot. And then we go inside the bar and I'll never forget. It was myself, my ex-wife. Um, the bartender and believe it or not, Mark Malone. Remember him from the Pittsburgh Steelers, the quarterback? Kind of. Yeah, he took over like it was he was Bubby Brister, I think, took took over after him. I think Mark Malone was immediately he followed Terry Bradshaw and then started doing commentary for sports. And he was in town, I think, calling a game. But anyways, it was the craziest thing because my wife was trying my ex-wife was trying to keep a straight face and <laughs> there was like this table that was behind us of these drunk little people and they're like hey where's where's Wayne at and they're like which one's Wayne you know the little guy <laughs> and, they're laughing. and then I'm sitting there having my drink and this woman comes up on the other side of my ex-wife and she orders a drink and I can't remember what it was but it came with a straw and and so they, they put the um, the bartender put the drink on there and she like grabbed the drink and then the uh, bartender put the straw in there and then turned away and as she she did it it put the straw down she kind of twirled her fingers back a little bit and caused the um, the straw to move back so all you, I look over and all you can see is this little hand going up on the table trying to grasp for the straw <laughs> I was like oh my god and then my ex wife is like you know pushes hey, there you go. <laughs> it was amazing. But I did meet Billy Barty. Do you remember him? No. He was a famous uh, little person actor. We, uh, I went to the bathroom, and he happened to be in the bathroom. And the, the bathrooms all had step stools with the urinals. And so after I got done going to the bathroom, I you know, was washing my hands, and he came over, and we chatted a little bit about his acting career. And he asked me if I had any family members that were little people and kind of... <laughs> Why are you here? <laughs> exactly. That was a vibe Look, that I was I, getting. <laughs> let, let me... Uh, yeah. Uh, let me say this without just coming out and saying, why are you here? <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, <laughs> we've had a nice little midget segue here. Um, and I know you're supposed to say small people now, but I like the other term better. So that's that's what I'm going to stick with. Uh, Let's finish on just some positive news. We're not going to dive into this, but it, it, it happened. You got Doug Mackey, who we just interestingly enough referenced yesterday, yeah. who was sentenced to prison for a meme. And you had a judge step in and stay that. So for now, the prison sentence is dropped. Doesn't mean it couldn't come back. Again, America is broken right now. But 
some really positive news. That that was that was that was something that I was glad to see. It's definitely a win for free speech. Yeah. At this point, the the whole prosecution and the uh, the verdict was just a sham. It's yeah. a total, absolute Marxist, communist, whatever you want to call it, sham. I agree. That's the I, meme that he made. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. He went to prison. For that, that got him. Or he was going to go. We've to shown more offensive memes on our show. Everything we do is more offensive <laughs> than Doug Mackey's meme. Yeah. I mean, this whole show, I mean, so, anyways, um, this whole show is going to wrap for now, folks. Uh, we hope that you have had a good time with us. Surprise midget fighting uh, contest at you know? the end there that even I didn't know about. Uh, but it was great. We appreciate the time tonight. Make sure you hit that like button before you head out. Make sure you're subscribed here on Rumble. And then make sure you're subscribed over on Locals. It's drewberkwist.locals.com. You can go try it 30 days free with promo code DREW30, mashed together, no space in between. And we will look forward to seeing you tomorrow. We hope you have a great night. Be safe, be smart, be free.